Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of uh, Chris McGowan Has a Podcast 2. I just realized I do not have my monitor on, so there we go. Okay. It's a little strange hearing your voice feedback to you, however, it's essential. So today, I wanted to briefly start getting into the librarians and that, and that click you heard it was me opening opening up a little document to kind of start uh walking us through um the librarians and and uh i i called this the librarians in oral history now i in my research for this i did find one wikipedia site and what i mean by that actually i should not say wikipedia because that's a brand name i mean a wiki and this wiki has all the standard things you would want in a wiki, but it's a little underserved at the moment. So I am by no means an authority. I am by no means an expert on the librarians. I'm merely an amateur historian at this point. But if the librarians is going to take up at least half of Magoog's con, I feel, you know, th- those of you who are listening to this and attending need to know. So... Let's start how it started. Well, uh, some of these links to these uh, articles will be in the show notes. But basically, there's some names you need to know. Dean Devlin uh, from Electric Entertainment. And he does a whole bunch of other stuff. You can IMDB him. But Dean Devlin, and another name you'll come to uh, associate with the librarians. Uh, Where's his name? John Rogers. Yeah. So John Rogers and Dean Devlin... Their exact titles I don't have, pardon me, but basically consider them co-people in charge of the show. And you would think I'd have their official titles, but I don't. I think Dean Devlin is more of the producer side, and John Rogers is more running the writer's room. That's just my assumption. I may be wrong. But basically, I have read a few different variations of the actual origin. But in way back in 2004, a simpler time... Um, TNT, the broadcast uh, cable network, wasn't getting young males. Now, I don't have in front of me the type of programming they had at the time, but apparently young males were not watching. So they go to Dean, and they say, look, we need something for young males. And somehow, Noah Wiley gets involved. And somehow, Bob Newhart gets involved. And somehow, the writer of... At least the first movie, Mr. David Titcher, is involved. So there's a whole bunch of people involved, and they put out this movie, The Librarian, and it goes great for ratings. And so that kind of spawns into two more made-for-TNT made movies, I should say. Not made-for-TV, made-for-TNT. And the three movies do well for TNT, relatively speaking. I'll be honest, I had never, I think, no, actually not true. I had heard or seen something about this a few years ago, and I thought it was for PBS. I'm sorry, I did, and I didn't watch it. But I grew interested in, in this when I heard that the TV show version was coming out. And, and what happened was, these three TV movies did well. They do the first TNT movie, The Librarian, they do the second Librarian movie, and the TNT guy says to Dean... When are we going to get a TV series out of you? That leads to leverage. Whilst leverage is happening, 
Noah Wiley is off doing that terrible alien show. And Leverage is going great, which I need to see. And then they do the third librarian movie. And then at some point, Leverage ends, clearly. And they pitch this librarian's TV version of it. So so that's the skull and crossbones version of the origin uh, of the of the franchise. Now, now what I'm going to do is uh, take uh, the three individual TV movies and kind of do separate episodes, kind of breaking it down, giving you a quick overview. So this is your opportunity now to, to hunt them down. Now, here's the tricky part, which I find interesting. In this day and age, we're pretty used to finding what we want now. If you have Netflix, if you have Hulu, Amazon Prime, anything. If I'm, There's an assumption, and I'm the same way. I should be able to find it. Well, I got bad news. The librarian movies are tough to find, and I don't understand why. I think it has something to do with that it's TNT. They probably don't have a robust home entertainment division. Maybe there's some exclusivity that that when they run it, they get these ratings because people can't find it. Uh, I did find some DVDs on Amazon.com, but I have yet to see it like on a Netflix. I have yet to see it on a Hulu. So I do apologize in advance. I happened to find them all. I'll be honest. I, I didn't watch them until I heard of the TV show. And what I did is I did a quick search on my uh, cable provider here, DirecTV, and TNT was showing them for a brief window. So I DVD'd them all and have them on storage. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy to find. Actually... The VOD option, they were going to expire in like a week. So I had to like live record them and just, you know, sack them away in my, my DVR. So I realized that finding these movies is not as easy as finding some other things. Like if I told you, hey, I'm going to do a little Doctor Who original, you know, I'm going to do a little Doctor Who uh, Eccleston, you know, rewatch and join in. Any of you out there can hop on all the major streaming services and find them. If you're already paying your your nine bucks a month, you can find them. That's not the case here, which may be why it's part of its appeal. I don't know. But anyway, I'll give you some time. I'm going to post this. It'll be a couple episodes. I got some other BS to, to podcast about. So I'll give you some time to at least get through the first TV movie. Now, now another warning before before you dive in. This isn't Casablanca. It's not The Matrix. I dare say it's not even Doctor Who, but I, but I need to give you a little bit of a warning ahead of time. I believe, and I don't have the timeline in front of me, but I believe this does predate Warehouse 13. And if you're like me and love that show and watch that show, you might say to yourself, wait a second, isn't Librarian Warehouse 13? Yes. When you watch it, you will say, this is basically Warehouse 13. But I would counter, and I would say, Warehouse 13 is like the librarian. But as Magoog's con starts to form, and as I blabber on about it on this podcast, there's clearly a much stronger Doctor Who librarian's connection than there is anything else. But I just want to give you a heads up. No one's ripping anybody off here. Just enjoy the ride. And yeah, special effects, not that great. But if you've watched anything like Doctor Who, you should be okay. And I will say, which I didn't even know, 
apparently, I'm not sure which movie, but it, it the writer David Titcher said he was nominated for a WGA award and a Saturn award. So, you know, there you go. I didn't have no I would have no idea, I'll be honest with you. But on that topic, it is family viewing, so there's some cheesy jokes, there's some broad strokes with some characters. It's a little standard in that way. However, even if you're like, eh, I don't know if this movie is for me, you need to watch them. This is because this is going to f- build the foundation upon your fandom because the TV show now is a thing and we're at least going to get a few seasons out of it. So to fully embrace Magoog's Con and also the show, these movies are essential viewing and it does add to the uh, enjoyment of the TV show for going in with a little bit of this backstory. So, the first movie is called The Librarian Quest for the Spear. Now, repeat that. The Librarian Quest for the Spear. There is actually a lot of connections that they bring back from this movie, even up to the final episode of season one of the TV show. So, so this is all important stuff. Um, I think that's all the preamble I need to give you. So, I'm going to give you a few weeks, track it down, if you have issues, send me a Twitter at Magoogs, M A G O O G S, or find my uh, website. That's really a Tumblr, but you know, it has a fancy domain, chrismcgowan.net, and ask me on there, and I'll help you. I'll, I'll see what I can do. But again, you may have to fork over $14.95 on Amazon to, to watch it, or on uh, whatever it is on iTunes to see it. I'm sorry. Maybe you're lucky, and they might have a, a, a run soon uh, on TNT, and I, and I imagine when the new season comes back, we may see the three movies and season one all kind of scrunched together. But we'll get into all that. So, this is your primer. I'm going to drop some links, some interviews in the show notes, and I'm going to blog, so you can start digging into the nerdy details of everything. And I think that's it for now. So this is a quick one. Don't worry, there, there's going to be a few quick ones, but then I'm going to ramble also for longer. Because a lot of this stuff is about the show, and, and we're, we've got to take it one step at a time. I can't have you dive in the deep end of the librarians. Okay, so watch The Librarian Quest for the Spears, starring Noah Wiley. And I will talk to you again very soon. I think that's about it. Okay, bye.